Okay, uh, now to something completely different. Um, again, um, uh, urbanization and security. Um, I do have to make some, uh, not disclaimers, but uh, I would say preliminary remarks. Uh, first of all, what I'm going to present to you or, or try to argue about is, uh, is an original uh, or genuine political argument based on some anthropological or philosophical insights. Uh, so that's A. Therefore, B, uh, although I do base my research on uh, empirical data, on, on some, um, I'm not going to present uh, those uh, empirical <coughs> data to you today. Uh, I mean, in the case of urbanization, they're pretty obvious. Urbanization is, an, uh, although it's expected to downgrade over the next few years, it's it's nevertheless a prevailing phenomenon of, of international uh, relations uh, as such, and we've heard about it earlier today. And perhaps it can best be summarized within or under the subtitles of some same called books, like Benjamin Barber, for example, recently published a book called uh, If Majors Rule the World, much would be quite different and actually quite better. Uh, or uh, planet of slums, we are actually living on a planet uh, of, consisting of, of slums around great cities or the final migration uh, by Doug Saunders uh, illustrating that the final migration of hu in human history takes place towards cities and so on and so forth. Or the rise of China uh, in, in international relations in, in terms of physics uh, largely based on, on, on actual concrete. It's a concrete um, dragon as it is um, described. And of course, there are uh, next to those issues traditional classical security studies relating to uh, domestic issues like um, all those uh, security measurements, counter terrorist measurements um, taking place within cities, which, by the way, ironically shaped or changed uh, cities more than. Uh, actual terror attacks did in the past. Just think, for example, when you're um, traveling to, to, to Paris is a good example. Um, uh, if you go off at, I don't know, Gare du Nord or any other major train station, what you will encounter and what uh, seems to be quite obscure to a, a, a I don't know, Midwestern uh, liberal uh, European that you very, uh, very rapidly encounter uniformed armed soldiers patrolling the city or scanning public places. Um, and then again, my interests, however, are related to uh, the, uh, what's going on within cities and conf conflict in cities. Uh, actually, I would say it's about civic conflict, not civil, but civic conflict, what's going on in uh, in cities and why are we experiencing international relations nowadays so that many offsprings of international conflicts um, in cities. Um, and that uh, relates to my third prim primarily uh, remark uh, that I try, try to outline more clearly what I mean with, me with mimetic theory what I try to do uh, 
what I tried to do last year um, in, in explaining how it relates to social or how it can uh, uh, engage social science uh, and especially political science uh, within the context of social sciences. Now, urbanization and security and international relations. My question is, um, how uh, or what does urbanization um, and security issues of urbanization, all those conflicts taking place within the limits of, of any given city, uh, implicate for international relations on this subsystem uh, level? And my uh, thesis or my hypothesis is that uh, dense urbanization fuels the resurgence of depolitical, and with depolitical I mean the traditional antagonistic sphere of, of politics, of us versus them, um, just because of the conflictual uh, potential of peer group comparison taking place within uh, dense condition, uh, within conditions of dense urbanization. And to understand why this is the case, I use mimetic theory. Um, Mimetic theory is on, on the bottom line, or says on the bottom line, not, nothing other than um, it's all about mutual imitation. And moreover, it's about mutual imitation of, of the desire of others. Desiring what others desire is what, what makes us, as well, uh, humans. Um, so human conduct is not only about patterns of behavior, but um, it's also about the imitation of desire. Um, and if you think of it, uh, the whole uh, advertising industry is, is built on this assumption. Uh, just uh, try to imagine what uh, Miss Press would be without uh, uh, George Clooney longing for this particular brand of coffee. Um, now, for inter international relations or security studies, the implication uh, built on this mimetic theory of this fusing of, of those two terms, imitation and desire, mimesis, imitation of desire is that because, just because we are comparing ourselves with our ne very next ones that uh, people do not fight over or just because of differences, but people fight because they are the same and they long for the same goods. Um, and by the way, for political theory geeks, this is already written down uh, in Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan, uh, although quite few people are actually aware of it when uh, Hobbes says, if any two men um, desire the same good or the same object and cannot enjoy it at the same time, they become enemies. And that's the very reason why those, I would say, classical realist, realists uh, uh, argue that strongly for, uh, for hierarchical structures, for feudalism, for aristocracy, and, and so on and so forth. So that's the very reason for their uh, order, uh, law and order uh, thinking. So now the clue behind this mimetic theory, however, is that um, mimesis, that the desiring what others desire, is basically not, not about the desired object. It's, it's more or less about the desire for it. Um, uh, the classical example in, in terms of literature, or fictional lit literature, are, are two men desiring the same woman. Um, and this eventually, um, um, this this uh, competition eventually becomes an, uh, an, uh, an end in itself. Somewhere along the lines, we, we lose the track of, of what we are fighting about. And then, this again is the point when we get locked up in this negative identity building, which uh, Shannon tried to outline 
uh, yesterday to you uh, because uh, the problem is that we we are, we are losing our possibilities to build up uh, in terms of affirmative action any any kind of identity. We are we, we are just in, in the need to say it's us versus them, or we are we because we are not them. Um, now back to urbanization. Ur uh, urban conflicts uh, or those civic conflicts, I would say, represent outbreak of this mimetic crisis. Um, originally, or over history, uh, society encountered those mimetic conflicts within any given societies by uh, different means of differentiation. Uh, for example, uh, feudalism, or think of the Roman games, or uh, institutionalized or ritualized uh, scapegoating mechanisms, and so on and so forth, or public executions. Um, today, however, uh, when the world seems to get flatter and flatter in terms of Thomas Friedman, uh, it's, this gets even harder uh, because it increases the possibilities um, to compare ourselves um, and our desire um, to what others want and to what others uh, desire. And therefore, one reason I would argue why we are experiencing that many <coughs> conflicts with, within cities in the global north and in the global south, um, alike is that uh, in urban that urbanization in the north uh, took hold only after there was a consolidated state. Uh, in the global south, however, uh, urbanization as we know it today, uh, was mainly took place only uh, or in, in parallel uh, when uh, a state developed itself or even collapsed, mainly in the 1990s. Um, however, globalization, um, uh, globalization caused uh, more potential to, uh, or made it more easily to see what others around the globe in, in other cities want and desire for, and therefore claim, claiming the same, uh, the same for, uh, for, for other cities. So to conclude, many uh, conflicts nowadays uh, have their offspring in, in cities, in civil conflicts, Think of the Tahrir Square, think of the Maidan, uh, and so on and so forth. They are not at least um, uh, so because identity politics is, I would say, based on the human desire for recognition and uh, uh, the imitation of the desire of, of others. And the most recent and obvious example, I would say, and I would argue, is uh, the crisis in U Ukraine uh, nowadays. Okay, thank you.